Yo, what do you do, everybody? It's your man Drake, aka Drake on Wheels. Welcome back, everyone, to the 1130 podcast. Talk Pro Wrestling. Uh, what do you do, man? It's Friday. We back at it, man. We made it. The weekend is upon us, man. Man, it's time to talk some pro wrestling. Good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world, wherever you may be at, uh, UK, uh, Germany, Mexico, the States, DC, Boston, Florida, wherever you may be at, I appreciate you guys joining me back here for the episode, man. For everyone who's tuning in on YouTube, thank you guys so, so much. And for everyone who's listening on the audio side, if you're new to the show and you haven't done so, already what you waiting for man hit that subscribe button down below like leave a comment it do all that great stuff and don't forget to follow the 1130 podcast on all social media platforms but you guys yo it's friday it's time to talk some pro wrestling i got the commission guys in the building man yes got the commission in the building it's going to be great but before i hop into the show and introduce the guys man blackheart blackheart will not be joining us this week on this week's episode man prayers go out to blackheart he lost someone in his family he lost a loved one man prayers go out to him commission bro uh man stay strong man stay safe and just you know heal up man can't wait to see you on the next episode man for real uh but you guys man i got the other guys here i got erg the joker he's the host of the wrestling asylum that's sunday 6 p.m eastern standard time and also my guy warren marlowe who's going to be joining us in just a bit you guys and yes he's going to be joining us in this just a bit with eric it's going to be a cool show but before we get into everything you see this dope hoodie man for real the links will be down below get you a hoodie get you a shirt get you some new merch bonfire.com the 1130 podcast get at it man for real i appreciate it you know uh so so much man for real definitely appreciate it uh a lot man uh but you guys man we gonna waste no more time we're gonna get into the show eric the joker what's going on with you my guy nothing much man it's been a wild couple of days especially what we figured out on raw I'm gonna dive into that this Sunday, and uh, I'm putting a certain bully in my electric chair. And like you know, we're gonna go over his amazing career. And uh, this Sunday is hey. gonna be for my aunt. It's been nearly 20 years. Hey, that's cool. And that's Eddie cool. was her favorite, like mine. So. Well, we ain't gonna waste no more time. We're gonna get into the show. We heard the Joker, my guy Warren Marlowe. We're gonna talk about it, man. First up, my guy Austin 3 cashed in the money in the bank briefcase, man. He cashed it in on a mid-card title. What? We was like, what was going on? Never seen that before. We're gonna get to the guys and all our opinion, man, for real. This was crazy. I could I couldn't believe it Monday. So, guys, what's going on? Three words. What the fuck? Seriously? I mean... I mean, I get you were trying to get the... Why wouldn't you have had him cash in on Roman? Uh, The thing I just don't understand, it was a mid-card title for him to cash in. Like, why is he cashing in on the United States? That's what I couldn't figure out. I'm like... If this is for a heavyweight championship belt match, you don't cash this in on an intercontinental. This isn't like feast or fired back in the TNA days where you could take, you know, or whatever shit that was. And I mean, for fuck's sake, folks, I mean, if tell me if I'm wrong here, but when has any 
money in the bank been cashed in for a mid keyword mid card belt this is the hmm. first time it's ever been done what i want to know is what was the logic behind it because to me this is like you know what i don't give a shit if you have them cash it in on roman all everybody just knows theory's gonna get his ass whipped and now we've got the money in the bank dealt with it out of the way we can put that match back at WrestleMania where it belongs and get rid of the Money in the Bank theme pay-per-view and call it a day. Hey, Hunter, what were you thinking? Yeah, we got my man uh, Warren Marlowe. He's joining us here this week on Talk Pro Wrestling. Warren, you in the building, man? Oh, yeah. What's up? What's up, boys? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? But hey, yeah, Warren, what's going we're, on? We're, what of course, was I come saying, in I think, with my boy Theory messes up. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I think uh -huh. this was, uh, I think this was uh, from Triple H. Like, obviously, now Vince McMahon is no longer in charge, and it was kind of like, yeah, you thought that you were uh, going straight to the moon, or you thought you was the next world champion because when Vince McMahon was there, he molded him, he molded him uh, to try to be this big superstar and having him in his office and trying to teach him stuff, but. Uh, since then, he haven't been on the road though. But cashing in on a mid card title, uh, we've seen it. We seen a couple of weeks ago where he teased to try to cash in on the NXT title, uh, leading up to that uh, NXT uh, premium live event that they were having. And I'm clueless. Like, like the money in the bank is from the first time, guys. And this is one thing we have not realized is for any title it's not just for the heavyweight title of course that's the main gateway that we want is oh this is the guy we're gonna shoot to the moon whatever <clears throat> um i hate the fact that theory cashed it in and didn't win um but i think it is too early uh obviously this is to tell us right now hey man money in the bank is gonna now be a wrestlemania show and it's not gonna be its own pay-per-view anymore which i think is perfect i mean at these times these transitions that i think this was a good thing for it to do especially around the pandemic and stuff we got that cinematic movie match we saw at the at the uh headquarters whatever and you got to see a little outlet of it and i think now i think the money in the bank pay-per-view itself has ran its course and i think we're and I think less is more, and I think we're ready to see newer things and stuff, and I think this is a different opportunity as well. Um, in a way, it kind of helps. It kind of showcased Seth Rollins a little bit just because we've been wanting him a championship on him for a while. So, I mean, it sucks about theory, but also that also tells you that transition with Bobby Lashley, which it kind of made sense of, hey, I got screwed. I lost my title. Y'all cheered. But I screw somebody, y'all boo. Like, why am I getting a different reaction type scenario? So I think it's going to be a big-time story with it. I think this is not just going to be the ending of what we saw on Monday. So only time will tell, man. Only time will tell. Yeah, definitely with the promo that Bobby Lashley, you know, pulled. He, he sounded like he was angry. Like, okay, now uh, 
the fans are, you know, fickle. Y'all want to uh, cheer when Seth Rollins and Bobby Le uh, Brock Lesnar come out there, beat me up. Now Seth, the new champion, and now I get booed at Crown Jewel. So I think Bobby Lashley is definitely going after uh, the United States championship again. But for Theory, though, what's next for Theory, though? Like I didn't, I didn't, it's gonna be a I, I didn't threat. see, I didn't see him actually cashing in and winning it anyway. Don't give my, don't do that no, to my I'm, dog, I'm, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do. I don't know Eric, uh, Black Eye, anybody else. Like, you know why why you this? This? Theory has been in the Indies for over five years. Theory has been in the Indies since he was sixteen years old. I am tired of people saying that he has not ran the roads or anything. I, I literally I was I my no. I didn't know. No, I never said. No, I, I want to hear what Eric, yeah, Eric said. What did yeah. you say, Eric? I'm, I'm saying as general. I'm saying as general. Got a mid card belt. I mean, here's the thing. This is one thing I'm going to say on this. Everybody has been saying theory. If he wins the championship, we're rioting. We do this. We do that. That is why you got what you got. Because oh. I hear you. Oh, but you're mad that I did it this way. This is the thing that wrestling fans have done for so damn long, man. I've been in this shit way too long to not understand this. If it's not what y'all want, it's upsetting. It's fickle. We're going to go hashtag fickle right now. This is not an oozy moment right here, I guess. This is legit. Y'all have to realize... I didn't want it. I'm saying from a logic standpoint, if I'm a casual fan who knows who Austin Theory is, and I know based on what I've seen in the past. This helps him as I his heel persona. You want to know why? Because you know, now I, it rewires his whole process. Yeah, I, I do. Yes, yes. I, I, agree, I agree with both of you guys as far as what Warren says. Now that he has lost so many matches straight and now he done cashed in and now he's in a elite uh, a club of guys who failed they cashed in so now yes it can give him a new outlook to be like hold up wait a minute all you guys really thinking i'm you know i'm soft you know and i'm gonna show you like what's really going on and he, he can come back from this but i do get eric point too though since the uh, obsession of money in the bank uh, briefcase and everything to it, everyone cashed in on the world champion, though. It didn't make sense for anyone to cash in. Yeah, I think what, uh, uh, no, no, Charlotte didn't necessarily um, cash in, but she won the Rumble, but she chose the NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, that was weird, too. Never done before, but uh, for Theory, I think this was Theory way of, or well, Triple H way of saying, uh, you know, we're going we gonna to cut you back down the ladder and let you grow. You remember the promo a couple of weeks ago where MJF and William Regal was having and that William Regal said, yeah, I did all of these things to light a fire under your ass. And I think this may be uh, a way to light a fire Look under, under Theory. John Cena yeah, storylines. Look at all of John Cena's old storylines. How many times did he have to go after a title to finally win it? It wasn't the first time he won the title. He mm. got to chase it. That's what creates that whole stamina to get the build of what we call superstar power. That's the only thing I could say on this. Like everybody did not want Theory to have this cat uh, this briefcase. So Triple H said it is okay. We got to figure something out. So guess what? We're going to do this. And obviously, we're going to put this involvement into a title match. 
that's going to happen in the near future. And it's going to probably be Lashley Rollins theory. It's clearly that's what's going to happen. But it's like you have to realize not everything is going to be a banger, but there is always going to be a story aspect to why that happens. That's what we got to realize. This is like a movie, guys. We are not going to sit here and watch somebody and we're going to know the bad guy in the very first opening scene. You have to watch it tease all the way through the film to get that that reveal. So this is how I see that. This is the new opening for Theory because now they've been labeled him as Vince McMahon's boy. Now he can have a whole new transition now. Mm. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, Warren. I definitely get what you're saying. Uh, the rise for theory, you know, coming back and you know bouncing back from he'll be, a, loss, he'll be you know. a main guy next year. Mark my words. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll definitely now, see. Now here's we'll a thought. See. I just had this thought though. I'm not just saying it because he was an old tag team. No, no, no. Here's what that. I thought. Here's what I thought though, Warren. That you just said that. What if he wins the money at the bank next year at WrestleMania? Does it again, but turns around and goes, "Fuck it, I'm cashing it in that same night." I think this is going to be that it's like that part was like hey man he just can't win the big one like ever since he's won that money in the bank it's a slow ride back but guess what then that means he's going to transition a whole new character a whole new stamina a whole new storyline there's many options and guys think of this way who's running the company right now one of the best heels that has been in wrestling I, I don't care what anybody says Triple H is labeled as one of the best heels around. I'm sorry. You watch the attitude there to see somebody beat Triple H up. I don't care what anyone says. He can make Theory be that newer transition in the longer run. The dude's only 24 years old right now. Yeah, he could. He could. There's actually, plenty of time. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they had the money in the bank uh, match at WrestleMania and he actually wins it. And he, and he actually wins it at WrestleMania. You know, I, I, I you fans know, will be I, upset I, about that. Yeah, I know they will, but you know, just <laughs> for him, I don't know. I don't know. All right, but you guys, we're gonna move along here on the podcast. <laughs> Another thing that took place on Monday Night Raw that was real shocking, you guys. Someone uh came back and returned familiar face, you guys. Me and Yim uh joined forces with the OC to take on the Judgment Day along with Rhea Ripley. Uh, what would you guys thought? Once, once I heard, once Blackheart uh, shared on his uh, Instagram that uh, she was released and let go from Impact, I was like, she's going one or two places. She was going with uh, her husband in uh, AEW, or she's going to come over to um, WWE. And we seen her return to WWE on Monday night. Uh, what would you guys think of uh, Mia Yim's return and uh, her alliance with the OC now? To me personally, you know, it, it's nice to see Mia back in WWE. I'm not bashing her, not going to be with her husband, not at all by a long shot. Okay, when we last saw her in the WWE, she had some good stuff going in NXT. They came up with that doofus, dumbass idea. What was it? Uh, retribution, contribution, yeah, retribution. Whatever the fuck, <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to call it, folks. And I'm gonna shoot from the shoot straight on this one. I I watched 
what she did in the Indies when she had her initial time with Impact. Then I watched what she did in NXT because she did the May Young Classic. That's how she got signed. I kept tabs on her because she's been one of those all-time favorites. And I looked and when I saw what they were trying to do with her in Retribution, immediately in the back of my head, the first thing I went was, how long is she going to do it before she goes, fuck this? And, and, you know, eventually she got let go, blah, blah, blah. Then she went back to Impact. Okay, here's where I found this to get interesting. This was a perfect swerve to what everybody originally expected. You thought, based on what AJ said a few weeks ago, someone with flair. Little did we all expect that it would have been her. Now, that being said, if you look at it from certain storyline aspect, Rhea's got a receipt coming from her as it pertains to, and I forget at what point during her time in NXT, but this is the perfect way to put that together because what better way than to have somebody that has, has a good, let's just say it, good chemistry with Rhea. We're going to see what she can do. Okay. But you just put her with three guys, three of the baddest son of a bitches the Bullet Club ever created. Three of many. She is going to be under a phenomenal, no pun intended, learning tree. Just from AJ alone. Gallows and Anderson, the knowledge those three combined have from their time in Japan, from AJ working under Double J in Impact all throughout most of his career. She's going to learn new things. She knows already what she's doing. She's just going to learn how to reinvent it to a level that I don't think she even realizes she's capable of. She has no clue what she's about to produce in that ring. She's now under the learning tree of three very, very gifted athletes, pro wrestlers. And I'm just going to say it for what it is. You're sitting under the learning tree of three members of the Bullet Club. If I was get, if they approached her before her return and said, hey, we're choosing you, or Hunter said, hey, I just re-signed her, what do you think? And they turned around and flat out went, we'll do it, screw it, tell her she's in. Then guess what? That's a stamp of approval by them. I'm not complaining. I look forward to seeing this. I am definitely behind this one. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Well, what you think? What do you think about uh, me and Yim's uh, WWE return and joining uh, with the OC? Oh, is that another one that wanted to come back? Oh, okay. I got you. Um, <laughs> literally, how many times have I been saying this? How many times have I been saying this? Literally, things have been changing. The originator of bringing all those characters into a WWE pro pro back. He is running everything. Why are we not seeing this stuff? And I'm and I hate to tell you guys, there's gonna be more coming in. But this thing right here is gonna showcase Mia Yim to a higher plateau because 
Like he, I like how we just said, I don't even remember the name of the group and I don't want to remember that name. Um, this is giving her that moment that she's been wanting. This is giving her a big showcase moment because Rhea Ripley has been what well, everybody wants to call it with Roman Reigns and stuff, been throwing down our throat, but it's been so over talking about, you know, her thighs and all this crap. And for her to body slam Gallows, body slam Anderson, and to power slam on freaking AJ Styles, that even makes her character more, more creative. And, you know, why not? This is going to be something really good. This is something really fresh for Mia. Um, Mia, I mean, I we got to see a lot in NXT, but we did not get to see a lot of Mia Yim on the main roster. This is that moment. Like how we just said about Karrion Cross. He didn't get the best showcase coming onto the main roster. Now yeah, it's a new transition. BDS and M outfit. That's not the case, but I'm saying this is a newer chapter. This is a newer thing for all of them. So I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be something really good. And this is something good for the women's division as a whole in a way too, because this is getting them on a main story card with with males that they are getting involved in. This is not going to be a match that's going to be like six minutes where the men take care of the match the whole time. This is a match where you can get two women and actually have the same distance around with every competitor that's in the ring. And that is something that we don't get to see a lot in the storyline anymore. So this, I really think, is going to be a major positive for not only the Bullet Club, not only for, you know, Judgment Day. This is another great match for them just to get into this plateau. But this is also for the women's division. That's what we need to look at building up as well. And I think this is a good moment to get that. And only time will tell. I mean, just whatever it happens, it's going to be a pretty interesting one. Hey, man. You're right about that. You're definitely uh, right about that. So excited for Mia Yim. Like you said, it's, go it's great for the women's division. I definitely didn't see her going to uh, uh, AEW because of what's going on right over there right now with Saray coming back and getting cleared. Actually, uh, no, WWE was not going to clear, but if that was the case, I would have loved to see her come back in WWE. But uh, um, with Mia Yim, Great fit to everything that's going on right now with the women's division over in WWE. Can't wait to see. Yes, uh, what she does for you guys. Uh, yo, man, this has been a great show here. Talk pro wrestling, uh, commission talks. I got Eric the Joker and I got my guy Warren Milo. We're gonna take a quick break, you guys. And when we come back, we're gonna talk some more. We got AEW going over to the UK, and also MJF lands a big movie role, man. He got a lot of things going on ahead of him, uh, becoming AEW uh, champion, possibly. Who knows? But you guys sit tight. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening and you're watching to the 1130 With unlimited DVR and personalized recommendations, YouTube TV is live TV reinvented for the 21st century. I prefer some of the earlier centuries, personally. He does. I do. <laughs> you can start watching YouTube TV right now without having anything installed in your house. But having a technician come would motivate me to clean up, so... Uh, you can watch YouTube TV on multiple devices at the same time. Multiple devices? But if we watch different shows in different rooms, we drift apart. I want to drift apart from you. I'm so sorry. Try YouTube TV for free. It's everything live TV should be. Hey, yo, 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 we back here on Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys. Commission Talks. Got the guys here, man. 
Earth, the Joker, and also Blackheart. Uh, before we move, excuse me, Warren Marlowe. <laughs> I'm all excited. Uh, but I was about to say, shout out to Blackheart, you guys, man. Uh, sorry for your loss. He had a uh, loss in his family, you guys. Prayers go out to him. Get well, man. And just spend some time with the family, man. For real. Uh, but before yeah. the break, you guys, I said that was coming up. Definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, what I was saying before the break, you guys. Uh, MJF, man. Uh, we're gonna get into some little AEW. Uh, MJF has a big matchup coming up against uh, John Moxley at Full Gear in a couple of weeks, you guys. But before then, we have heard that he landed a huge, huge movie role, you guys. Um, the Iron Claw, which he's gonna be playing upon Eric, you guys. Um, shout out to my man Blackheart. He actually Great spilled one, the tea man. on this. Uh, so I think I think this is really really huge. Um, for him, he wasn't uh, on Dynamite uh, this past Wednesday. He was on a podcast speaking about his, you know, of course, big matchup and and stuff like that. But what do you guys think about this huge role that MJF is going to be playing? Warren, you want to go on Warren, this one? Hey, uh, first off, I've been saying Zac Efron needed to be in a film that's like Marvel or something like this. So, I mean, him playing as freaking Carrie Von Eric is freaking awesome. Um, MJF playing as a character in this film, I kind of saw it happening. I just kind of saw, you know, for him to be gone for so long and not say anything. This is kind of making sense right here. Uh, I mean, MJF is in it to be in the superstar uh, superstar stardom like he's been saying it from day one he loves to be a wrestler but he is looking to wherever the money's at and why not go somewhere where you know wrestlers go if um they want another outlet is going into movies and this is a big movie role um i'm sorry guys for any wrestling family right now at least the von erics have got to be in your top three period um if even if especially if you were in like the Texas area, I mean, you talked about the Freebirds and the Von Erics all the time. So it's awesome to see that they're getting a movie detrimental to them and for them to play these characters as it. And that means a really serious role. I mean, MJF kind of fits one of those parts. It's kind of weird, even though they weren't great on the microphone, but <laughs> The attitude fits perfectly for the character that he's playing. So I'm, I'm happy for it. It's another great thing. Another good wrestling film that we get to, that an average audience gets to watch and maybe give them a different aspect of, you know, some of the stuff that you've seen on Dark Side of the Ring, Territory Tales, and stuff like that. Give a good positive outlook of what Devon Eric's brought. Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely agree, Eric. Right. We, okay, we're okay. We I don't know. We had this happen a while back, I guess. No, I, um, MJF is ready. I've said this more than once. He's ready for this. Um, he hinted at this a while back. I think it was uh, Ari on his show. Or who was it with? Was it Barstool? I forget what other show he did. But he hinted. Oh, Sam Roberts. He talked about potentially being involved in a movie. He didn't say for sure. He teased it with the who's to say. So hearing him doing this, you know what? Go get it, kid. 
Yeah. I'm going to say this. I've said this for a long time. I've been watching this kid's career with great interest. I've been watching this sport since I was three fucking years old. At the age of seven, everybody ribbed on me for liking a guy out of Hollywood Cali in a red robe walking alongside one Paul Heyman. Little did they know, in middle school, in the summer of 96, in the finals, when he beat Jake the Snake, we witnessed the rise of that man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. To this day, I have seen the rise of so many. I have never seen a prodigy like this. He is going to rewrite the standard. John Cena has held it for a long time. Max can hack it in the ring. He can hack it on the mic. At full gear. He will become champion. I foresee him carrying the company to the next level. And to me, for Max, sky's the limit. He's continuing to prove everybody who doubted him wrong. And when he's holding the gold, he said it the other night. He is putting this sport back where it was in the 90s. That water cooler talk in the fucking office the next day where you went, okay, did you see what the hell happened on Dynamite last night? What are they going to do on Rampage? And that kind of talk. It hasn't happened for years. That is MJF's ultimate goal. He's ready. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you're right. Ready for this. The fact yeah. that he's in character all the time, eh, Jericho's working on helping him with that just a smidge, a little bit. But to me personally, that shows realism. Huh? Shows realism for the character. Yeah, I agree. I believe this babyface turn is complete. The Now, we've all been swerved before with this. Remember the math, folks? Remember uh, Full Gear 2019 with Cody Rhodes? Need I say more? Okay? The fact of the matter is, take it with a grain of salt, but you just cemented the fact that the fans now love this man. They are behind him to a level. That had we gotten the original match that was supposed to crown him champion, we pivoted to the other individual in John Moxley. I like that because Max mentioned it. I had you once before two years ago. Yeah, I came up short, but you won't deny me again. This makes for that slow burn for a story. This is a great fucking story. And the current chapter is about to culminate, and he's going to write the next one. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people uh, cannot wait to full gear. Uh, real fast before I, I move on. Yes, I think this is the combination. This is the part where I think MJF does take the business to a next level. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen uh, a guy who could talk on my like MJF. Now, in the ring, I think he, he got it too. 
but I think he's the he's the next guy to transition this business back into uh, the mainstream roles because of what he's doing right now. I mean, no other guy right now in the AEW got some movie roles going for him. You feel me? Like that's something that people would get like in, in WWE, unless you're like a former WWE star in AEW right now. But I feel like this is this is the moment that uh could uh, actually Page. actually uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I, I'm I'm still I'm still not necessarily I, I don't know I'm not I gotta I gotta get with that one for a minute though like she's over in AEW and you know she she got cleared happy for you know we seen a lot of guys like oh, Brian Danielson Edge get cleared and now she's cleared because obviously WWE wasn't clear to wrestle again but to come out of retirement and say I won the title over Britt Baker. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I will say this, and I think this is perfect for me coming out for saying this because I just had my first match in over five years. Last Saturday, this Saturday just went by, and you know that promo was Soraya. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting used to saying that normal name now. I'm trying to get used to that. Um, it felt. I, it felt like it was coming from – it felt like when I had my moment and I had to announce, you know, when I did the podcast and, you know, with Nino coming at me back and forth. And when I said, you got it, that's when you felt like, oh, Warren's cleared. Oh, Warren can do this. Warren can come back. Like, I felt that about Soraya, for her to come in this. I will say this. The one thing that Soraya needs to stop stop doing on a promo standpoint, stop looking at the crowd every second you're, it looks like you're begging for that reaction. Make it look more real. But that part where she showed that she was clear and talking about her past and stuff, I felt that. And that is what the the main purpose of a promo is supposed to be, an audience to feel that character. And, you know, that helps them get what we quote over in that match and stuff in the futures and stuff. So, I mean, I love the fact that, that she got to have this um, WWE was wanting to clear her. That's the thing. It's just the fact that they didn't know if she was going to be able to fully do it or were they going to do it like how they did with Daniel Bryan. So mm-hmm. I can understand that part. And I think with Britt, it's going to be a good start to get her going because she's not going to have to do too much. She can really slow down, get something involvement. And Britt is literally no. mm-hmm. people get upset. No. Britt is the main woman that's been talked about on that roster for a while. Hey, look, right now. look, look at, look at, don't, don't, don't get me wrong of what I just said. Yes, I, I, no, I, no, no, no. Yes, you're right. No, no, you're right. No, you're right. You, you're right about uh, Britt Breaker. Yes, she's kind of like the person who's been holding the fork down, and nobody who seems to have been, you know, on her level though. But uh, for the it's whole, like a newer, Britt, it's like a newer Nikki Bella that's in the AEW yeah. platform. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's what it is. I, I don't know. It was maybe I don't know. I had the volume up. I think I watched the vo- uh, wrestling with the volume up majority of the time. <laughs> so I think I can. I think I can hear it. But it don't seem as though when she said, "Man, I was cleared." I mean, obviously when she said, you know, fortunately, you know, for for Brit, but it didn't get that pop. You know, like okay, she was like forcing it. She kept looking. Yeah, yeah. Like you could tell when she had the microphone, and you could tell when you have those moments mm-hmm. and. When you're looking at them before you can say it, that's technically you begging for them to go, hey, I'm going to do what you want. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for me, just, type scenario like that. That's that's yeah. how I got with that. Yeah, it just it just came off a little bit, but I'm proud of her, though. Really, really proud of her, you know, just coming back uh, to the ring and stuff. And, Long you know, time coming. What is going on? For her. Yeah. To me personally, Soraya, we all didn't know if she was going to get back in the ring. Six years is an awful long fucking time. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Warren, you know that most. Folks, Soraya. I'm that sore. <laughs> right? <laughs> to me personally, Britt, no offense to you, Miss Baker, Miss DMD. Um, a couple of promos that's been cut on you. Not wrong. Honey. You've been shoved so far down with our throat, we're getting fucking tired of it. I mean, no offense, darling. Go chase the fucking TBS championship or something. Let some of the others get on the roster, get in the main limelight these days. Don't get me wrong. Britt's a homegrown talent in AEW. I'm not going to knock her at all in any way for that. To me, this is a great test to see how... Soraya looks after six years in the ring. I only have one concern. Even though she's medically clear, we all know this ain't ballet. My <laughs> only fear is what, those super kicks from Britt are badass. She's <laughs> got a powerful kick there. We already saw what happened the last time. I don't want to see it twice. I'd like to see her write the rest of her career on her terms. Soraya, welcome home to the ring. Next Saturday night, I look forward to it. The crowd didn't deserve to have that promo. They were horrible. It was just like the reaction Mia Yim got on Monday night, I'm like, there are some towns, the fans are, and any of you out there who were at either of these shows are assholes. Because guess what? You were hoping for this, and then when you got it, it just was like one big giant fart, and it was silent and went, mm-hmm. Bro, the was biggest thing is The biggest thing is, I would say is, man, because people, stop watching the dirt sheets. Watch it for when it's on the TV, man. Like, I know when Dre... Dre, tell, he will vouch this for me because a lot of stuff, we, me and him, like, we won't watch the dirt sheets that much because we want to have that feeling, man. Like, the only time I ever really looked for the dirt sheets moment was, like, if it's re- mentioned anything about The Rock. I'll be honest about it. I want to see that happen. And, you know, hey, I'm going to be all about that. But I'm not going to sit here and click every dirt sheet sp- subject. I want that feeling when that happens. And that's what kills that. And like how you're saying with the audience was not in that reaction mode. It's because of these things. Let mm-hmm. it happen. Endgame wouldn't have been as what it was if we got spoilers. Like that's how I use a reference every single time, man. That is how I see things. Watch wrestling like you watch a damn movie. It's going to have a, a beginning, a middle, and a damn ending. Let it happen. <laughs> yeah, like, like stay out. Like, yeah, that's why I try to, man, because wrestling to me has became very, I mean, very predictable. And it just it just really kills the bad sometimes though. But 
you know, all the people, you know, sort of, and that's what it seems like. It seems though for uh, a lot of people knew Mia Yim was coming back. I was shocked. So I was like, oh, shucks. And then with, you know, Sarai coming out, it, they, to me, I mean, not coming, yeah, coming out of retirement, to me, it seemed like they played it like, oh, well, it's 50-50, baby. She, she wouldn't have came she back in the ring if she you know, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, she hadn't wrestled or anything like that, but it, it, I don't know, it just felt flat. All right, but uh, AEW is doing, doing okay for themselves, and the next year they're going to be going over uh, to the UK, and I think this is a huge market in wrestling. Uh, what do you guys think about this, uh, them going over to the UK for the first time? Go ahead, buddy. Anybody want to go first? <laughs> still get my train of thought okay all right so i said that I, I mean all of us can acknowledge this you know wrestling wrestling itself i mean any sport in general outside of the united states is a global phenomenon and this would actually make AEW a little bit higher up again get them back to you know that b that b wrestling promotion in my opinion because <laughs> the U.S. audience, we get so much, but we don't see the appreciation that we get it, if that makes any sense. When you watch a U.K. show, and, I, and I'll use a great example, the WWE pay-per-views. The crowd in the U.K. think they just saw a WrestleMania. While us, we thought it was an old-school Sunday night heat. So, I mean... For them to get this this moment, and I think that's going to be awesome for some of the roster too, because a lot of them are probably from the UK and stuff. This is a good time for them to get to come home and stuff. This is a homecoming moment. Wrestling in the UK is a big product all around, all over outside the US. So it's good to see that, and it's a good expansion for a wrestling promotion. Okay, that's cool. AEW to me. This is a this is gonna have, this was inevitable. I mean, this was just straight up inevitable. It was gonna happen one way or another. That's why Jared's there. Exactly, because he can he's able to manage the international aspect. I personally am excited for this because now you're gonna have a unique opportunity. You're going to be able to, if you're going to do dark and dark elevation matches, you're going to have talent there that you're going to want to expose. I don't mean in any other way than this for all you perverts out there. Okay. They're going to expose that talent to an American audience that might not know them. And then you're going to get people going, okay, I want to see this more often. This is going to expand the globe. And Warren, you said it. That's why Jarrett is there. Jarrett can handle it. He knows the international market quite well. I'm seeing within the next year or two, we could end up seeing AEW go to Japan to have a, a, a small tour. Not like, you know, something major with New Japan, but just pick like Tokyo and have a, a dynamite and a rampage there. You could see them end up in Australia for all we know. You know, this is good for Great Britain. Great. This is just the beginning of an international growth that's been a long time coming. 
And it's only mm -hmm. been three years. Yeah. That, that to me <laughs> is crazy in a good way. And it's so much historic because, you know, if you're a pure wrestling historian, you never would have thought this could happen. You didn't. I, I thought, okay, maybe 2024 is when it's going to happen. You're still building to an extent. I'd rather see it happen the way they're doing it. If they can get into Australia, South America, you get Asia, and you get Africa, you're conquering the world. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Warren, you said it best. Europe, pro wrestling is huge. You're in England. I guarantee you, the minute William Regal walks out, the place is going to go batshit fucking nuts for that man alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm happy for it. Long time. But they yeah, did it. Yeah, they did I'm it in three years. Yeah, I'm loving it. The fact that once they made the announcement Wednesday night and said they are going over to the UK, I was excited because I spoke about this numerous of times. I man, look at Clash of the uh Clash of the Castle. Just the 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 audience and just like they haven't had a pay-per-view like like Erd just said, that's their WrestleMania. That's that's their WrestleMania when they when they see that for uh the first time in a long time because especially like Clash of the Castle was their first event. Um, what in two years because of the pandemic shut down everything. So I mean, they were like, supposed to get a WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm I'm definitely hearing that. And to, yeah, Vince went working on that from what I remember. You're before right. Before COVID, because before COVID, WrestleMania third, WrestleMania 42 was supposed to have been in London. No, okay. Oh, so now remember, even though we're out of the pandemic, they might not be doing that. No, they're oh, obviously with that thing with Saudi. I, sorry, we cut you off, Dre. But with the thing with Saudi right now, I, I guarantee you they're probably not going overseas for a while. Yeah, until mm. we know what's going on with that whole sh months. But I mean, this is this is good for the sport as in general because think of it this way: with the NFL, you're going to see an NFL game played in Germany this Sunday. That is giving a newer wide reach because back then. NFL was only loved by the Americans, but then we went to London and that gave a whole new aspect. Every time when you watch a London game, you're not just seeing the teams that are playing fans wearing their jerseys. You're seeing every NFL team jerseys in that audience. That is telling you that they are appreciative of these sports. We're starting to realize the marketing aspect and God forbid, you know, my team with the Jacksonville Jaguars, we've been having rumors for, for about six years now. There's a joke. Oh, London, the London Jags are about to come to town or something like that. A marketing standpoint. You're not jeopardize your American market there. I get that. I, no, no, no. I'm just making the joke on it. But as a marketing oh, standpoint, you are making your money's earned when you're going to these overseas things because guess what? We might not appreciate it, but we're going to find somebody that's going to. And that is what we're seeing now. And people are, and I mean, think of it like when we dealt with, with COVID. We appreciate things so much more mm -hmm. now than what we did when we had, when before the COVID era. We appreciate yeah. going to work every single week. We appreciate, <laughs> you know, being able to go to a restaurant and stuff like that. 
Like, people did not get these opportunities and stuff. And sometimes, you know, and I use this saying so many, it, we don't appreciate something until it's gone from us. And that is something that I see with the wrestling audience. And honestly, I'm not upset about it. And it might make the U.S. audience of wrestling fans love this even more because now they're like, oh, we got a game now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much we can be more louder than the U.K. Let's see how much louder we can be with this right. group. Like, there are some things now that need to be tested to keep it going further. And I think this is a good thing for AEW because we've got a lot of hit or miss shows with them. Eric and them can say, oh, you know, they've been throwing bangers after bangers, but as a visual aspect and stuff, it's not all every single one. Oh, that's, that was a click. That was the click. That was the click. It's like, uh, okay. No, no, no. That I'm was not okay, saying so. bangers every no, 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 But I'm just saying an example. I'm just saying as an example. I'm saying as, you know, you've got right, that okay, audience right. that is like, the AEW audience, you got the WWE audience, and then we got pro wrestling fan audience in that middle. And now we're slowly starting to try to come more. And you know, with Triple H giving what he's giving, AEW fans are trying to find that excuse still to say, oh, you know, this is better than what we are getting. Like, it's always going to be in that middle. Us going over there, that might build it as a whole again because. Then we're gonna realize, oh, we want our shows back. We're gonna want, we're gonna want to do stuff. And I think this is a pro wrestling as itself, in general. This is perfect for them because this makes the sport be more appreciated. This makes something that I damn near broke my neck for for almost six years, and now coming back and just just having a little moment of my own. This is making it so much more appreciative because. A lot of people give their life to this, and we get very appreciation to any of it. I'm not saying a bad thing about it, but look at these guys on TV every single week, guys. They're away from their family. They're away from their loved ones every single week just for us to bash how they look, how they've been in the ring, how they've done this, how they've done that. You go to a UK audience, they're going to love every bit of it. Great example, Crown Jewel with Goldberg versus Undertaker. That crowd did not see a botch. They did not see as a, oh, this was a complete dud. They saw that as a five-star, oh, my gosh, I want to see it again moment. That is how a different audience for a U.K. standpoint is from a U.S. audience, from anything. Hmm. You got a good point, man. You definitely got a good point. The U.K. audience and the international audience is definitely more appreciative uh, for something like, you know, wrestling sort of more say uh, like the WWE because it only comes down, come around, you know, more so like, uh, you know, Santa Claus coming around. But uh, yeah, they, they are very appreciative <laughs> when they definitely see it, though. But hey, man, it's good. This is really good. I can't wait till they uh, go to the UK. I know they are going to some places for the first time. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. All right, you guys, we're going to move on. You guys here on the show. Uh, the Usos, man. Usos tag team titles may be in jeopardy because we got the New Day who came out on Monday Night Raw pulled a passionate promo, real intense promo against the Usos. If you just took out Matt Riddle, I I, I was I liked it a whole lot. I just Riddle just came in and stuck his nose like you like the bone. You belong. <laughs> I mean, it was cool. Look there. I, I yeah, I did like it. Come out there, hit the bomb. I dig it. But I was like, what? what? Why wow, riddle? But uh, all right, okay. Uh, that was great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hit the I, I dig it. <laughs> hit the bongos and he's like hitting the bong, and I'm like, 
Hashtag the bong is over. I know you want to fucking. Like I know you want to. I know you want to get high. Everybody. He said, "I know you want to get high." Yeah, that's that's what Riddle came out there was like. Look, I'm already high. I know you want to get high. Uh, but what Eric was just saying, uh, new challengers, uh, for the new day, uh, this right here, I mean for the Usos, uh, the new day is. Been one of the Usos arch rivals, you know. We've seen them have great, great matches, though. But uh, as the new day fell off, I mean, are they are they trying to use this match to you know get back in it? Like, what, what's going on? And do the new day have an, a chance to take this from the Usos? Man, let me tell you this, guys. Um, as a storytelling aspect, yes, we always talk about. Good matches with the Usos and New Day. I don't think there's ever been one bad match with these guys, but we've seen it no. so many times. But doesn't this yeah. give a different outlook? Because how, like we just said, New Day has had the titles for over a certain amount of days. They're the longest reign tag team champs. This Friday, tonight, can be a different chapter. There can be a new longest reign tag team champs and it gives that a different visual and i think that's what wrestling is giving you know that streak that mystique you know the greatest tag team this is the battle of who's going to be that tag team now to hold the tag team titles for so long i think that's a cool little aspect to it and i mean obviously the bloodline they can't do any wrong i mean the stuff that they're doing with jay and i mean with jimmy sitting there beatboxing on the bong monday was pretty classical as well um it's it's just entertaining and i mean it's it's good to see the new day finally get a match to get more that mystique back into them and i mean obviously we're gonna see a good match between them but i mean we pretty much all know what the outcome is hey it might even be a swerve i would not be mad about that something to make Mm -hmm. somebody get on the on the internet and be upset about but it gives a, a little bit of a wider look and kind of might make that broaden horizon for the tag team titles as its whole because this is the battle of who's been the longest tag team champs. If Usos win, they're the longest ones completely. If the New Day wins, not only did they just conquer that that chance, but now they've even up their little uh, history records as well. So, I mean... It's it's gonna be a different it's gonna be a pretty interesting aspect just because I mean obviously guys, New Day versus the Usos. Yeah, they can you say anything else? I mean, yes, it's recycled so many times, but it's a good match. So I don't know why yeah. everyone's upset. Yeah, hey, hey, I, I think that, the New Day <laughs> Go ahead, Wheels. I, I can wait. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, I, I I think the New Day is like uh more so um I'm not about to sit back and just you know, let let. I'm not gonna just sit back and like how they said uh, on Monday night. Daddy. Just yeah, yeah, that too, and also uh, worry about whether I'm going to get fired today or tomorrow or whatever like that. But that was also good. they wanted to also they wanted to come out to try to you know throw a name back in the hat and also just see see where it, more so where it goes. Obviously, like I said, great rivalries and they're the longest reigning tag team champs. And with the Usos tag team champs, man. <laughs> They was like, nah, we gonna we gonna try to uh, fight for that. So, but like I once said, I I got the Usos coming. Dre, but, uh, how'd you feel about that promo where they said there wouldn't have been a Kofi Mania if we wouldn't have forfeited? 
Ooh, ah. I, ooh, that that you had to have a feel to because you're like, he's not lying. Yeah, he ain't, technically he not ain't lying. I don't disagree with that one. To bring that back up, that makes it for a new. I'll I'll give them that. Mm -hmm. I I will give them <laughs> that. They made that. Uh, now that I think about it, that made a huge valid point. You got an emotional feeling towards it. That actually makes the audience look into the match now. Because now, what we talk about the typical audience, that could possibly be a, a twist for the New Day. Mm. Look at it, Kofi. I think they, Kofi, yeah. this might I, be a more vicious side of Kofi. I mean, that I promo they, was not a typical New Day promo. It was a I, serious I, promo. I loved it. it it, now that you said that, now that you said that, I think this is really going to go, you know, kind of like that in a way. Uh, for the New Day, take on the Usos. Obviously, they took on the Usos a thousand times. And now mm -hmm. that this is kind of like, uh, this is kind of like, a, oh, well, can the Usos beat and, you know, be the longest reigning tag team term? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why are they making it so much of a big deal? But I think they also about the, Swerve everybody, yo! At the end of that match, what's going to happen? You know, is Big E going to come back in it? I don't know. That's I, what I was going to I mean, he's he's getting there. Thing. I was thinking something, that too. Something is going to go on at the end of that match. I don't know what it's going to be, but something is going to go on, and I think that's where they're going to throw a whole, you know, whole swerve. And I think because right after, and not everyone is going to be involved in Survivor Series, but um, but right after, I think that, they will in get December, put into it. I well, think they not, might get put in. But but if not, they got the whole the entire December with no with no pay-per-views. They could tell right. the story. But hang on a minute. You made you brought up Big E, and I wanna I wanna shout out to Big E Langston. I'm gonna call him that. Y'all all you uh trolls out there that don't like it, and that's all Mr. J's gotta say about that. Um, he recently did an interview a couple of months back. Warren, I know you probably saw it. Wheels, Blackheart. Shout out to you too, brother. Um, tell me if I'm wrong here. He flat out said if, if he didn't get back in the ring, he was content with it. Do I think he could shift it to like an, a manager or something for those two? Maybe. I don't see that because his love is the hype man. That I could see. I mean, look at what he did to begin with. You know what, you said, though? You said hype man? Yeah. That, that's the purpose of a manager as a hype man. Mm. Get yeah. your involvement, get that, that mystique. Honestly, I mean, you can see a heel before. new day in the future. Yeah, but I think, yeah, but I think that's the most common thing. So I, I let's let's not go with the most common thing. You know, Big E is there, obviously. If he can't wrestle, he's gonna be he's gonna like it. He's gonna, he's gonna be the hype man. He's gonna be oh, you know, he's gonna do that. What what would not be the most obvious? Wouldn't it make it special? Because of think of it this way. You remember remember how I told you like when we see matches, if they come out in their normal attire, that's something not new or something, you shouldn't expect something to happen. But when you come out in a newer attire, a newer entrance standpoint, having Big E in that entrance would make a more of a reaction for them to cheer the new day. It might make it more matterful 
to whatever outcome it happens because something is different. It's going to make you go, oh, this is not going to be the same thing we're used to seeing no more because that's something I learned in wrestling. When you have that moment, you change something up. If it's a title match, you wear a different gear. When we go to WrestleMania, you don't see the same typical gear that you would see on a Raw or SmackDown. That's a newer mm-hmm. gear for them yeah. because it's a newer, that's their Hollywood cinematic film. That's how I see when we do matches like this. Now, if there's something that happens for them to come out in a different visual, New Day might come out more fierce, more more obviously ready. That that being okay, they're gonna want to come in there and they're gonna get their licks in. But we know what the outcome is. It's those little, those little things that can make a whole reaction more matterful. Mm. Oh, no. That's why I say that hype man. Because if Big E comes out, that think of it like a like a football team. You get that hype song to get yourself to get ready to go through it. Plus, you got to run through this paper thing, which. I don't think anybody's failed at running through the paper to go through, but you got to get that moment. You got to get that, hey, I'm ready to chew on rocks and stuff like that. No, like be in that mode to not be stopped. I think that would give a different feel to that match. Okay. Maybe the Migos thing. Lord only knows. Could be. All right. Okay. It's going to be a good All match, right, though. Yeah, it definitely oh, no, is. It it definitely. I'm definitely. looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. All right, you guys, man, we're going to move on here on the podcast, you guys, man, before we uh, wrap it on up uh, real fast. Um, I Last week on the live episode, uh, I had a Warren Marl, uh, Blackheart and Ernie on and um, Tyler Starks, and we were talking about the World Cup, the SmackDown World Cup. Warren was off busy. Uh, landed SmackDown <laughs> on some candy ass. Uh, I know that was awesome, man. Coming back though, but Warren, I want to give you also thoughts on these whole SmackDown World Cup ahead of the FIFA World Cup that's you know coming out on Fox. I forgot. Yeah, FIFA World Cup is right right around the corner too. <laughs> yeah, um, that is. I mean, it's something cool for SmackDown. I mean, this is that new uprising thing. I think we're gonna see some newer NXT guys coming up stepping up to the plate even if it's a temporary thing this is something for them to get a showcase to a bigger audience and this is going to make smackdown better guys we're wanting that future built up and i think this is something to get a hype around and i mean who doesn't god forbid don't let me ever say this i hate i've hated tournaments now due to so many wrestling promotions right now doing tournament after tournament this year so I'm not too yeah, excited about it, about, but anyone in particular <laughs> wrestling tournaments as itself, my gosh, um, <laughs> but it's something different, man. Fox probably requested it. So why not give somebody yeah. a newer, newer visual, give them their moment. This could be their WrestleMania moment. Give it to them right there on Fox. Gotcha. I don't know who's on the tournament. I'm still, I literally no lie guys. I just watched a lot of wrestling Thursday because I have been out of it this whole week. They've been saving me this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, ladies and gentlemen, don't confuse that with Usi Hot because remember, Usi Hot burns 
icy hot, icy wide, relaxes you. Just remember that, ladies and gentlemen. And if you know, <laughs> you fucking know, okay? I'm only gonna say this. If you don't know, go ask FTR. They are more than happy to explain what Usi Hot will do for you. <laughs> if you okay. can't remember that, you guys, there's a problem here. This one's so down south now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mentioned okay. Usi. Hey, we're all Usi up in here now, but I'm going to say this. I do have to agree with Warren. It's too many tournaments, but for this, it's nice. Fox <laughs> it's it WWE's second tournament in two years. No kidding. And you know what's even funnier? We need to get the best in the world to, to come to SmackDown and defend his cup, if you know what I'm saying. Please, Gee, I wonder please who not. I'm talking about a certain please, son. please. Please not, please not. Okay, uh, right, so hey, hey, I'm not talking punk. Hey, if, if if he does, then that that'll be something else. I I, I would call right, him the best the world. Versus the I'm talking about Jay McMahon. <laughs> yeah, Jay McMahon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I did. I did not like that at all. He the best nah. world. He wins the cup over. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, Man, I, I thought it was Scooby Doo. He was talking yeah, about. I'm like, click. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my take on the World Cup then. I'm watching it. As Shane gets the three, I go. You knew Cena was going to win if he was there. Cena or Angle. That was was between those two. I wanted Miz to do it. Because you had a great story going for Miz with Shane. You had that hell of a fight at Mania that year. I sat there, I'm going, where is this leading? And then and Miz gets screwed out of it again. And I scratched my head and immediately I went, what the fuck? Changed the fucking yeah. channel and turned on hockey. Whatever the hell <laughs> Crazy. on that night. Okay, I, I know, I know, I did the same thing. All right, you guys, before we ride on out of here, man, for real, here on the podcast, you guys, uh, with a lot of this going on in the world, man, I got to ask my brothers, man, uh, a mental health check-in, man. You guys all right, man? What's going on? Anything you guys want to share? What's up, man? You know, check-in, uh, man. Go ahead. Pretty much just, um, I'm in the middle of a, overturning a decision about my mental health case. Um, The courts are backed up due to partially the pandemic and uh, two of the justices that also sit for this particular court in the disability process, they're slammed. And it's not that they, it's not that one of them doesn't have my case in their possession it's they're backed up and they're having to go through a lot. That's been rough. My dad is debating semi-retirement. My mother's still dealing with pain from an accident four years ago. And if I ever get my hands on the son of a bitch, that T-boned her. Uh, yeah, he's lucky he's going to be breathing. I'm going to bust him up. So I've been, I mean, I've been having to deal with that. Um how do I want to put it? 
I'm okay, but you know, money's tight and it just gets to a point where it's like, what more can you do? Mm. I mean, it okay. at 30 at almost 38 and battling through what I've battled through for almost 16 years. I never thought it would. I'd have to go and say, hey, I need the extra help. I expected to have a long career of some kind, retire, grow old, and that was it. And not this. It's, it also makes dating increasingly difficult. And, hmm. you know, the worst of it, and I hate to ramble on, is what happened to me about a week ago. Um, some people know about this. A lot of y'all don't. I knew somebody for over four years, and two day, two years as friends, you know, roughly to his dating. Around this time last year, I was going to ask the biggest question any human, any man, could ever ask a woman, and. Three seconds into asking, she um, she walked, hmm. and I bumped into her the other day at the mall. She's like, "Hey, do you have five minutes?" And I went, "Unless you got an apology for me, I got no time for you." And I basically opened up and I just said, "Why'd you walk? You ghosted me." You blocked me everywhere. You wouldn't even take a phone call. Why did it have to be? Why did you have to wait till you see me in public to say something? A year. A year coming this Wednesday. I said, you worked in the goddamn medical, mental health field. You knew doing what? you were doing what it would do to me. You threw away a fucking friendship. The relationship I could have handled. I would have grieved that, folks, in a month. Instead, I spent seven months. And I let her know it. And I said, well, let me guess. You couldn't handle it. You work in the field. Get that part of it. But you didn't have enough guts to pick up the phone and at least say, let's talk. I have had enough relationships on one hand in my life. Two, I walked in being cheated on. One, we grew apart. One, I let go because of a job opportunity out of the country. I could not hold her back. And then this one. I'm at a point in my life where through the ups, through the downs, I'm more guarded. What happened? Message with you some days. Mm. So to all the guys out there who've been through different forms of heartbreak, so, all right. 
Stay focused on what you enjoy doing. And if they never come along and you find that peace, even if it's not with somebody, and everybody goes, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? You look at them and go, I gave you all a shot. You, you shit the bed with it. What's going to happen from here? Who knows? But one thing's for sure. Everybody asks me how I get up every morning. When I low and out. And I go, you know why I get up? You want to know why I don't quit? Or as some people go, why I don't just call it and end it? A year ago, my sister had her first kid. My baby nephew. And I will never let that little man ever remember me that way. That's what keeps me going. So mentally, I'm 50-50. Hmm. Uh, but I won't give up. I don't... I don't even know where to, where to go from there, man. But uh, definitely, I want to start by saying never give up. Don't, you know, not, not on John Cena stuff, but, you know, all seriousness, you know, man, I appreciate you sharing that. Definitely, definitely, man. Like, we all go through some things, and things get rough and times rough, but we need each other. And, you know, some of us been through heartbreaks and stuff like that. So, man, I'm here. Warren here. Black Hearts here. He's not here right now, oh, but God. he's here. We all here yeah, I know. For you, my guy, to talk to. Yeah, man. You know, I always wanted to try to uh, reach out to him, and I mean, reach out to my guys and reach out to people, man. So definitely, man. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. I really do. That it got it, real, it's real, hard. real fast. Man. Hey, it, it, it's that's hard. Like this. It was hard that. because yeah. I. Not that she threw away the relationship. I could have dealt with that. Like I said before, a month, I would have grieved and I'd have been fine. You threw away the friendship, Tara. You threw it away. I can't forgive you for that. I want to. Mm. What? Look at the repercussions you've now caused. I told you that when we talked. So if she ever sees this, Miss Murphy, I'm going to say this for what it is. Don't ever, ever cosplay as Harley Quinn again because you sure as shit ain't her. No matter what she and the Joker went through, she never would have done what you did. Mm. Leave it at that, guys. Hey. All I'm gonna I say is, thanks for letting me tell you that. No, man, thank you, definitely. Thank you for, uh, thank you for, you know, um, telling that, man, and you know, speaking your mind and getting it off your chest. Uh, Warren, uh, you all right, man? You good? Mental health check in, man? You straight? Are you on the mute button, man? I think you muted. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, 
if anybody's listening to my shows, man, I'm an open book when it comes to this. I mean, I people see me as a motivational speaker sometimes and stuff when I've I've said some stuff that I've been through and stuff. You know, one reason why I started buzzing with Marlo is because I've went through a lot of stuff in my life where I wanted people to remember that you're not alone. And it's better to get help than being a statistic. And if anybody doesn't know what that means, um, you know, nine times out of ten, the most choice we always choose is, you know, what's left? Why Why is my purpose here? Um, I had that moment. Um, like how Eric's talking about his nephew. I had that regarding my first my firstborn son. And I know Dre and a lot of other people. And if you listen to my show, God, Lee, I've revealed this thousands of times. That's actually how I got in the world of pro wrestling is based off of a choice. It was either me make a really bad choice and probably be locked up for gosh only knows how long or make a choice to do, hey, get paid for it. <laughs> so that is a little thing if nobody's known that. Go check out Buzzing with Marlon and you can find out the whole story. But, I mean, mental health itself right now, I mean – I couldn't tell you I'm I'm happy. I've been happy that I've been in a long time. Like uh, my mental health has been a very tough thing for me a long time because I, I never knew how to reveal myself. When I say reveal, I never knew how to express how I felt to anyone. I always was labeled as this guy to be the shoulder to cry on and stuff like that. So when I had that moment hit me, I didn't know how to react to it. And me coming from a military background, man, I've always been that tough, that tough cookie. Like my wife will tell you numerous times, I have no emotion and I've, I've learned it's okay to be emotion sometimes, but also like, like I've said before, man, it's better to get help than it is to be a statistic. And this is something I live by every single day, guys. And if, if anybody wants me to trademark this, y'all let me know. But this saying that I live by every single day, Every setback makes one hell of a comeback. And this has made me become a pod made me become a better father. This made me become a husband. This made me become a pro wrestler. Back a pro wrestler. Um, this has made me see life in a whole different way. Yes, stuff can get tough. Yes, stuff can happen. And it's okay. It's okay. Not everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Not everything is perfect with, you know, Dre, Eric, me, Shiz. Not everything is okay, but we make what we can the best of it. And, yes, there is a lot of tragedies that happen in life, but we got to see the positive into stuff like this. This is stuff that we could see as, you know what, I woke up this morning. Not a lot of people get that privilege. I got to have another birthday. A lot of people don't get this privilege. Like, we have got to realize there is a lot of things that happen in life to make you better. That is very the best way I can say this. Things happen. It's like, hey, what do you mean by that? Why, why stuff got to happen like this? It's just a part of life. It's something that we are drawn into. And this is something that we've had to learn, you know. You either deal with it, find a way to get yourself out of it, and don't be that statistic. And Eric, 
um i'm gonna be real with you man i'm sorry that whatever you went through with that feeling um i was the whole opposite i never wanted to get married because of something that happened regarding my son and that woman in there made me change a lot of things in there so all i can tell you is man keep fighting the right one's gonna find you um, I'm not considered a love doctor in any such, but I'm telling you, man, things do get better. You just got to find that, like I say, man, that positive aspect to an outcome and stuff, man. Trust me. If you don't know anything that I have said in my past, bro, go to an episode that I've, I've revealed this thing. I was very, and you know, me and Dre will spoil a little bit, man. We, we do things on our episode that, we kind of hesitate sometimes to and i remember i did a full episode regarding it because i had somebody talk to me about it and i just dished it out out of the blue didn't didn't have no way of controlling myself when i right. went to back and listened to it i had my family listen to it first i'm like is this okay to put out there because i didn't know i didn't want the audience to look at me a different way than what they've seen me oh this is that american prodigy oh this is that guy i did not want them to look at him go Oh, so you were on child support. Oh, why did that happen to you? Oh, what did you do to cause this? I didn't want those feelings, but I have had to learn. You have to be real to the audience for them to be more invested into you because the more real you are with them, the more they care more about what you bring. And I can tell you about with Dre right now, man. Dre has been a huge motivation to so many men man so many guys so many men itself man i remember when dre had a conversation with me and shiz a while it was about well obviously now you got but i remember you had that conversation you didn't know if you could be a dad not a month later dre got to reveal that he was a father dre revealed that him and his his fiance got to have a baby born and he's getting to live this moment and stuff and, and like how he's had you know the the rants and stuff talking about you know hey i go to sleep yeah. when my kid goes to sleep there is some people be like hey man you don't need to roll over that's just people's opinion we have to realize you know we gotta live our life we're not living life for other people we're living life the best we can the best that we have brought He's coming from a background, you know, not being, a, not having a father for so long. So he is making sure he is going to be in his kid's life. I can tell Eric, when you have that, when you finally get that experience, which you will, man, everyone has that moment. You just got to find that positive aspect of what is revealed to you. Yes, that sucks of what happened, but guess what? There's a way better choice in that later down road, man. I thought the same thing. I flat out said when I had the problem I had, and you know, I was I, I was with my high school sweetheart for the long the long haul. And you know, I knew Samantha yeah. went in high school, but I didn't know Samantha, if that makes any sense. We weren't talking, we yeah. weren't doing anything like that. Like I was hooked on one girl, got her pregnant, and crap happened to me. I literally swore it up and down I was never gonna get married. Never going to get married because I got engaged twice to that person. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a bad story to myself. So trust <laughs> me, if you have anything you want to reveal on that, I am definitely all ears for that stuff, man. But you have to realize things happen 
for a new adaptation to building a stronger persona in life. Mm. And, you know, I know we went a little bit further along than we used to, but I will say this, man. Check out my episode tomorrow. I'm giving a visual aspect of how I feel regarding celebrities when it comes to affecting a younger audience, um, regarding, you know, choices, regarding of all these different personas. I want people to tune in tonight, I meant today, to check it out at 5 p.m. Eastern time because I am going to give a lot of this stuff and I want people to come out and talk and give these visual things. And that's one thing I've preached so many times, drop the gimmick. Yes, we are a man. Yes, things happen to us. And guys, I'm going to be honest, maybe a little bit more than what happens in a relationship at times because we have to endure more. We have to be that provider. We have to be that, you know, the mo the, the, the person that they rely on. And I know Dre's getting that experience now being a father. He is realizing that his son relies on they're what's giving him that knowledge to adapt in life. And, you know, Eric, just judging about how you talk about your parents and stuff, man, I can tell you're going to be a great father. I can tell you're going to be a great person for that next person in the future, man. Just stay, just keep yourself in a positive mindset to get there, man. And I'm telling you, it will eventually happen. I know I ran it out. I'm sorry about that. but yeah, It's good. It's good. It's good. I like it. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely like it. No, man. I, I, I definitely from from Eric Chen, uh his story and from you know the wise words from uh Warren Marlow, but man from myself also man every day is uh is 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 a challenge man just trying to you know be the better version that you was the day before and just try to you know be be grateful and just be thankful and just like Warren said a lot of people don't get to see the next day and they always uh, focus on the negative. And I was always told, man, when you wake up and, you know, even if you don't feel, you know, your best, and if you wake up and it's just like, oh, I don't know if I feel like it, you know, words are powerful. You know, words are very, very, very powerful. And you wake up and you're like, man, you know what? This day going to be some crap. It is going to be some crap. You know, oh, man, you know what? I might walk down to the store and if this dude say something, I'm going to slap him. You know, you ain't even left out the house. But when you walk down the street, it's going to be something, you know, and I think put that positive energy out there and it's just like, man, today is going to be a blessed day. Today is going to be a great podcast and just, you know, uh, just remind yourself and just tell yourself that, yo, everything, everything is going to be worked out and everything happened for a reason. I lost my brother back in April and I came to realize it's like, yo, man, it's to me, I felt like to me, his purpose was for me to find my purpose back into podcasting, you know, because when he came back around and we was chilling, it was just like, I wasn't doing nothing. He was just like, man, what you want to do? I'm like, man, I don't even know. Yes, you know, I knew, I knew what I wanted to do, but he just, he was there to, to, to lead me onto the way of doing this and doing something that I always wanted to do, man. Always wanted to do. And, and Eric spoke about, you know, the whole, you know, On that note, guys, um, the biggest thing is, man, we got to uplift people. We cannot keep bringing people down. I mean, the way the world is itself, I mean, it's, that's, that's it's, it's a, you know, I'm not saying a lot of cuss words, but it's a shit show. 
But testifying is, at the tables. I mean, the biggest thing is, man, let's be more appreciative of what we have and less and yeah. less negative of what what is around. Because yeah. that is the biggest thing that I think we all take for granted. And and like how you just said when you lost your brother and stuff like that, bro, when I lost my best friend Keith, um, I started taking, you know, a step back and I realized, you know, I mean, I've been graduating from high school for so long now. And I remember when we had this conversation, shout out to my teacher, Miss Damis. Um, now it's a principal of Euler High School, so shout out to her. Um, she made a conversation, and I'm pretty sure all of our teachers have said it is, remember where you are now. Look around. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to be here 10 years from now. Not everyone's going to be here for that high school reunion and stuff like that. And I got that visual effect when I lost my best friend. And I take everything for I take everything in in perspective regarding all this situation now, especially with my daughter now. I never said I was gonna have another kid. I got another kid. And you know, yeah. I see so much things yeah. differently than what I saw with my son because my son, he was taken away from me before he was three. I'm getting to do all the stuff that I haven't got to do with my son with my daughter. And it makes me more appreciative to what I've got. So I've I've come to come to a lot of uh, clarification. Going, you know what? I need to make what's best of it. Yes, I'm out in my son's life 24 seven, and you know it sucks. It sucks. I've never took my son to school or anything like that. I get to do with my daughter. Not saying like, oh, you know, hey, I'm gonna just make sure my daughter's better than my son. No, but it's like. Sorry, Nicole apparently is flying all around in our area right now. But literally, it's the fact that I have to see this to keep me in that positive mindset. And that is something that is very powerful in many ways, guys. And I'm telling you, not in a spiritual way, not in anything. Things happen for a damn reason. And yes. you become wiser when you get older. And you know, those are the things that I'm starting to see more as a whole now be more nicer man. that's one thing man i'm gonna quote this from our best guy you know me and dre man it's always more important to be nice period yes it is that's man. all i can say it's important it's important to all be right, nice man, man. and definitely it, it, it definitely important to be nice and definitely important to think positive like i was saying before i got cut off a little bit um the whole relationship thing keep it up for you it's gonna work it's definitely gonna work man me and my fiance we've been together uh going on 10 years in january going on 10 years and but we've known each other for almost like 20 something years uh since like the third grade or whatever like that so man just someone we all we all got that person that you know is for us and you know that woman who just stood up and just left man without saying anything and she wasn't for you. it was for you to you know learn and to adapt and grow and move further now the fact that you saw her now i don't know you know god yes. is you know uh way to, uh the, the universe has a, a mysterious ways of trying to tell us stuff but you know all i got to say That's is man you know keep your head up <laughs> yeah yes keep your head up uh 
and just just keep pushing at it man for real i appreciate everyone um telling me <laughs> telling everyone not only just me myself but the viewers uh here uh what's on their mind man and the checkup we got over an hour and a half man for real it's past lunch time i'm hungry we about to go so eric the joker you the first one man tell everyone where they can catch a new episode man and buzzing with Milo, you ride uh, this, yeah, er, er, this sunday night five o'clock on the OTTR podcast channel on YouTube, Twitch, wherever you get your podcasts and uh, live stream, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Asylum once again. This Sunday, I'm dedicating to my late aunt. We're going to talk about Mia Yim's return. And we're also going to discuss the situation between the NWA and Nick Aldis. When we walk into a wrestler's life chamber in the asylum, he was a favorite of my aunt's and a favorite of mine, Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. And then from Busted Open, hey, Bully Ray, you get the chair this week. I got something nice. <laughs> Folks, like, right. share, and subscribe. Check us all out. Because you know what? Without the OTTR PodMob family, Without Warren, without Mr. Eleven Thirty Wheels himself, I would not be here. This would not be happening. It is one of the beautifulest things I got. I appreciate it. I love you all. You better be in the asylum. And while you're there, keep your eyes out for a flying rodent and his pet birds. You're starting to stink up the joint. <laughs> Till next time, everybody. I gotta get out of here. So long. I'm gonna dip. But uh, I'll catch you next week. Warren, B, thank you. And uh, to Blackheart, my thoughts and prayers are with you, buddy. If you need anything, you already know. Till next time, guys. Oh, I got to get out of here. All right. Take care, everybody. Okay, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Warren. Hey, guys. Y'all can check me out on uh, Buzzing with Marlo uh, this Friday. Uh, I meant today, actually, tonight. Um, Y'all can check me out. Um, I'm going live. It's going to be a full Q&A, and I'm going to give my perspective on what celebrities, how we view them, and stuff like that. So I'm going to warn everybody. This is not going to be that typical, you know, I'm going to be very PG about this. I'm going to give a parent aspect when we come into all these situations. And I know Dre is going to look forward to something like this because that's something that he's into that element with. So tune in, guys. Also, I will talk about, you know, my my big return back in the ring uh, last Saturday. Uh, guys, I'm telling you right now, I'm fully I'm fully good to move around again. Uh, it's not ballet. It's not ballet. <laughs> hey, man, I'm Boy, happy man. for you, man. I'm definitely happy for you, man. That's what's up. That is yeah, what's man, up, it was man. fun. It was definitely... I cried. I ain't gonna lie. When I got to that ring, I cried. That's the first time I've ever cried in a match, and I I had to get myself back into getting into the match at the time. But I mean, it was just that feel, I, like how we talk about, it, man. You you don't appreciate it until it's gone, and then you don't know if it's again. And yeah, it was really I cool to you, see. Man. But yeah, man, check out Buzz with Marlo. We are now officially on Apple, so nobody's excuses now. We're on Apple. I'm pretty sure everybody can listen to us now, but thank y'all. And it's always fun to have my boy in the commission. Blackheart, we love you, bro.
That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Appreciate it. You guys, man, definitely tune in to the new episode in a couple of hours, man, of Buzzing with Marlo. New episode live, man, live on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you get your podcasts. Is at. Definitely subscribe to Buzzing with Marlo and also the Wrestling Asylum. Sundays, 6 p.m., check out and subscribe to my guy, Eric the Joker, with Off the Top Rose Podcast and with Off the Top Rose Podcast. Uh, cheers, man. Prayers to you, man. Stay safe, man. Spend well with your family. Yo, this has been a great show. We went a little over today, but, man, yo, we had to do a mental check-in, and I think that was needed. And, boy, oh, boy, it was very unexpected. Once again, shout-out to Eric for, you know, um, telling that, man. That was great. That was great. And also for the wise words for my man, Warren Marlowe. And yo, man, this was a great show. And speaking of all of this, man, you guys, I have a new show coming beyond 1130, you guys. Yes, coming up in a couple of weeks, December 1st, where we will be talking about stuff like this, current events, relationships, sex, parenting, man, for real. Definitely got to be talking about that, man, because, you know, I'm a dad and I can't wait to, you know, talk about some stuff. It's going down, for real. The first season of Beyond 11.30 is going down December 1st, you guys. Uh, before I get on out of here, um, don't forget to tune in to a new episode of the 11.30 podcast this coming Wednesday. And also, don't forget to follow the 11.30 podcast on all social media platforms, you guys. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the 1130 podcast, like the 1130 podcast on Facebook. And if you haven't done so this entire episode on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening on the audio side, hit that subscribe button on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend about the 1130 podcast and buzzing with Marlo. For real, this was a great one, man. Until next time, make sure you tune in to everyone. The links will be down below. Make sure you subscribe. This was a great one. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I'm about to get something to eat. I don't know about you, Warren. You, you about to get something to eat too, man? Oh, you about to hear just got here, bro. I'm I'm starving. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Hey, let's go. Here we go, man. Yo, from myself, Dre, aka Dre on Wheels, from Eric the Joker and Warren Marlowe. We out, man. <laughs>